Hey guys, Liam Duggan here, captain of the Four Wheel Drive Podcast. We're driven by the Shelter Brewing Co. and are a part of Backchat Studios. You can support us on Patreon where you can get bonus content and episodes before everybody else. Head to patreon.com forward slash the Four Wheel Drive Podcast. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Here we go, the Four Wheel Drive Podcast, driven by Shelter Music by the Southern River Band, Let It Ride. The Socials Four Wheel Drive Podcast on Instagram and YouTube, all our episodes over on Backchat. Ronnie, mate, welcome to the new studio, the new Backchat Studios. I know, um, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's a space and a half. We've got about eight different rooms that we can choose from if we want to set up <laughs> down there. Uh, if you've got a keen eye, you'll notice that this is not uh, the original studio that we've done all of our episodes from, and this is actually the first episode of, on all of Backchat's this is cool. Channels that um, has filmed and recorded here. So yeah. I'm so fresh first. here. I don't even know what a toilet is. Do you know what a toilet well, is? Well, there's a couple to choose from actually. <laughs> oh, um, there is? Yeah, yeah. You've got one at the back there. There's also a bar and a shower if you need a shower. Um, oh, no way. Just around the corner here. It's, it's, we probably could move the whole back chat team in uh, and just we could all just live together. Which would be good fun. <laughs> There's enough room. Uh, Jaden wouldn't have to travel from <laughs> Mandra yeah, to get so here. So far south. There is a dodgy door handle though. There is, yeah. You don't actually have to lock the door because you can't get in anyway. The door handle doesn't work. So, <laughs> um, no, it's exciting. We're the first, uh, first to film, like I said, and uh, it feels good, mate. This yeah. is the home, new home. Yeah. I love it. I love uh, it. Another exciting addition. Now, help me out here, Jaden, if I forget anything, but we are now, well, we now have Patreon. At the Four Wheel Drive podcast. Are so, we going to have OnlyFans too? <laughs> well, we've, we've, there's some conversations to have around that, Ronnie. We're not yeah, we're going to be talking yet. about that later. Oh, um, yeah, <laughs> it could be a bit awkward. But we do have Patreon. Um, we're excited to bring that to our listeners, our viewers that have been with us from the start. There's an option now to, to get involved at a higher level. We've got two tiers, Jaden. Uh, we've got the enthusiast and the expert. So do the math. You can probably figure out which one's which there. Um, and we're planning some exciting stuff. So we've got... Maybe some giveaways, maybe some Q&As, maybe a tag-along tour. We're not sure where it's going to go. We're going to sort of plan it as we go and wing it a little bit. Um, and there's a couple of other ideas in there we've been playing with as well. So Yeah, we're brainstorming. It's and pretty you, exciting. You've had Patreon before, Ronnie. Yes, I have. Yes, so the only reason why I stopped Patreon and moved it all to YouTube was because I couldn't manage everything myself. Yep. But we got the man beyond here, so it's all good. There's a team of us now looking after it, so we're, we're ready to go. We're excited to bring that to you, and uh, we encourage you to get on board. There'll be plenty of behind-the-scenes stuff, and, and like I say, it'll be a, a little bit more than what you see uh, on YouTube or, or across socials and, and obviously where you listen to your podcast. So excited to bring that to you. Yeah, now. Definitely. So you just come back, right? 
Oh, yeah, I did. You yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. been camping. Yeah. Well, yeah. How many days did you go for? Two nights. Because I saw some of the photos. Yes. And there's just, there was no one else there. How, well, how did you score that? Well, that Over was weekend? maybe just good photography uh, because it was quite busy down there. I was oh, down really? towards Buffalo Beach. But uh, the Friday was, was very busy. The Saturday actually really quiet considering it was a long weekend and um, right. at a pretty popular beach down there. So we did have a lot of the beach to ourselves, which was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, wind came in at lunchtime both days. but Maybe that's why it's quiet. Uh, you, yeah, <laughs> you, you get that. Um, but I had a great time. And like I say, I don't get away as much as I'd like to. So to take the opportunity and – Get two nights away with my brother who was over from Victoria Victoria, and uh, some good friends. So it was, it was a really nice getaway. And, um, the first time yeah. your brother's been to the beach camping in WA? Yeah, he's at, well, he, no, it's not, but it's probably the first day where we've, the first couple of nights we've actually been able to park up on the beach, spend the whole sort of yeah. two days there. And um, he's camped in a similar area with us before, but um, I, I think, so the, actually a bit more to it. So Lauren, my partner, was the only one that actually was born and raised in WA. So the rest of the crew were all from Victoria, so mates from back home that are actually living here at the moment. But we were all pinching ourselves on sunset on the Saturday night when we've still got our cars parked up on the beach. We're sitting about five metres from the water. Um, we'll listen to the Hottest 100 on Triple J and it was just, the, you know, it was a, a perfect night. Obviously no fires and, and that yeah, yeah. Um, down there, but... Um, just to be able to sit there, watch the sun go down, the comfort of your car there. Um, the nice golden colours. Just the sky lighting it up. There's a couple of ships, you know, that were uh, waiting for Bunbury out there and it was just a, a beautiful, a pinch self moment and all these Victorians are just enjoying it all together and loving it. So we had a, we had a ball. Um, <laughs> was it nice to have one season for the whole day and not four? <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, you know what? I Because it's sunny here all the time and hot, I actually miss the variety sometimes. Like that's how privileged we are here that I want it to rain. It just takes longer to get the variety. Yeah, it does. But uh, <laughs> no, we, we were very blessed. So it was a, a good couple of days away. Um, now, this is a great prelude because one thing I did see down on that beach yeah. was a lot of chimneys. Was there a chimney around. club or something? There wasn't a chimney club, but you could have put one together because about every hour <laughs> there would be one flying past and then the next hour another one flying past. What we've got now is another new segment. Oh, yes. We're going to call it a segment. It's something. It's something. I mean, we're going to be doing it There's every a lot of new episode. stuff going on. Patreon, new studio. We've got the new car radar going I'm on. I'm liking this. New I'm car radar. This. So what we did on our last episode was cover a few of the new cars on the market, more of the modern dual cab Ute yeah. sort of style. Um, slash, did we look at a Prado? We did with the 250 Prado. Yeah, we had the 250 Prado. We're into, into some of that. But um, yeah, we decided yep. that, you know, have a new car radar, pick one vehicle that yep. excites us. Talk about that a little bit, but then get into our our main for yes. um, our main course. Yeah, the main which course, is, which is the Holland Track, actually, which yes. I didn't hadn't mentioned yet, uh, which we've covered a little bit already. But we're going to go into a bit more detail on it. Um, something that you are really encouraging me to do. But while we're on the new so. car radar, which we, I don't know, are we, are we thinking of some like fancy tune to bring this in, or oh, how good are you on the decks over there? You, Jay, you put me on the beep, spot beep. over here. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've anyway, got nothing. We'll, we'll give you we'll give you a couple of days to that Jay. New car radar. We're looking at the five door chimney. So the stretched chimney. The stretched chimney, which I've seen some photos, and I, it's not stretched very far. <laughs> no, it's only stretched by what is it like four hundred mil or something? Yeah, it's Under? what have we got? Three hundred and forty mil longer. So yeah. with an unchanged width and height. So with the new car radar, we're just going to give a few, we're going to list a few things. We're going to get your thoughts, Ronnie, on it. Um, I'll give you a bit of a, a feel on the look of it because I don't know much about them. Um, 
Are well, you laughing at the Jimny? <laughs> oh, wow. Lucky right. that wasn't a Triton, eh? Tony, oh, Tony. Just found my oh, soundboard. Oh, 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 Tony oh. will not be happy with you. No. no the we, mighty overlander. The Tony. mighty overlander who loves his Jimnys. There we go. Give it a round of applause. Big fan. They've, they've made a move anyway. They've, you know, that, they haven't had a five door before, have they? No, they haven't, but... Oh, right on, mate. <laughs> Sorry. <enough>. Sorry. <laughs> Carried away. <laughs> it's, um, okay, so you have a Jimny. And the way I look at a Jimny is a great little car. Yes. I would love to have a Jimny just to muck around in. But, uh, yeah, I've got enough cars. So I need to get rid of one. <laughs> so the Jimny is a great little two-person car, I reckon, because you can use the back up. So now I've got a five-door, you can use the back even more because you can access it from the sides and all that. But the whole point of a five-door Jimny is to have five, yeah, you know, five people comfortably yeah. in and out of it. So in that aspect, it's going to be a bloody tight car. Yeah, I, looking at it, to be honest, it doesn't. Yeah, it, it looks three hundred and forty mil longer. It doesn't look any different, really. Yeah, like you see the boot space behind the um, behind the the back seats now, and apparently the boot capacity has increased from eighty five liters to two hundred and eleven liters, which I find that hard to believe. But yeah, but when you put two hundred liters into perspective, it's um, you know you know those toolboxes you can buy from yeah you know yeah super cheap auto that they're about two hundred liters, so it's, it's not, not that massive. much. Yeah. So some things are run by it. It's uh, the same engine features, transmission choices. Um, Suzuki say they have received more than 2,000 pre-orders with a six to nine month um, wait time on them. So you, you are waiting a while do for you, them. Do you see this as a family car? No, no, not at all. No. Not unless I, you're like a really, really short. Well, I just put, I, yeah, <laughs> maybe. I I'm being careful here. <laughs> Is that <laughs> discriminatory there? Or not sure, but. Uh, I don't see it as a family car because when you do look at it, it, yes, it's got your five seats now, but you're not fitting yeah. anything in the back of it if you actually want to take it camping and, and overlanding. Yeah, like my my eldest daughter's 13. She'll probably struggle to fit in that car. Mm. I'm just picturing five five of her in there, you know. It's, just, yeah. it's not going to work. I, I look at your 76 and think I, would, strugg- I would struggle to fit, yeah, you know, in every, the back. everything in there um, fully loaded. So. This is just, uh, yeah, uh, they've got such a niche market, the Jimny, and I love it what is. they've targeted. I just it's don't a know niche how car. They, yeah, it it's is. a niche car. And it's a cool car. Every time they went past, the whole crew that I was camping with on the weekend just loved them. Yeah. Just how good would that be? Just Especially if you live near the beach, just to have that as your runaround. But it's an expensive runaround. On, on car sales, you still... Um, they're still fetching there's still a, big dollars. Yeah, there's a couple around um, five doors, 43 drive away. So you're not... That's more than what they're going for, isn't it? Well, yeah, the the price that Suzuki have released. Oh, so this is new. This, well, this is like it, it's saying thirty four, thirty five for a manual, thirty seven or thirty six and a half for an auto. So as Jaden has alluded in the notes here, it pays to drive a manual. You get two grand off, but <laughs> well, drive away forty three grand. <laughs> yeah, save dep- my left leg. Well, yeah. Well, here's the funny thing. So I know we're bringing this back to the seventy series again, but a seventy series manual. Is costs more than an auto. Does it? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Because it's the V8. Just managed to slip the Land Cruiser in there. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Can't, I can't help sorry, it. <laughs> sorry to the Suzuki fans when we're well, trying it. To... I paid 35 grand for my 76. When? So, whoa. 2021? 20, oh, right. You could probably get 50 for that now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Say, that's a steal. Well it done. is for sale. Nah, it'll, it'll be for sale What's soon. wrong with it? Absolutely nothing, mate. <laughs> it's got a V8 in it. It's actually, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, oh, that's gold. For well, V8 enthusiasts, nothing. One, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. One thing yeah. I do want to bring you blokes to is, apart from a couple of different things on the interior, larger touchscreen, adaptive cruise control uh, on the auto variants, but the three-door is built in Japan and the five-door will be built in India. Yeah, I heard that. So what's the go there? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think it could just be because of the capacity of the factory. But I would then say if the five doors being built in India and no, three doors being built in Japan, I would say Japan's making a move to build them all in India. Yeah, Because okay. why would you do that? It just seems weird. Yeah, I found that really interesting to read. So uh, a couple of little details as well that I missed. 75 kilowatts of power and 130 newton metres of torque. Um, 1.5 litre non-turbo petrol engine. So Solid axles. Front rear. Oh, is it? Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, there's something for for the four-wheel drive <laughs> lovers. But, yeah, it's an interesting choice. Uh, I'd love to Look, hear from from Tony if he's out there listening. Um, it's been a while since we've caught up and, and his Jimny is awesome. So it, it'd be interesting to get his take on the on the five-door. But I think they've nailed the three-door. I think that's found its place in the four-wheel drive market. I'm interested I to agree. see how the five-door goes. Uh, one, thing, one concern I have about the five-door is because um, they've extended where the wheel is, right? That means that the ramp over angle, that's the middle bit, so when you're going over a rock, that's now going to be way more affected than it was before. So the Jimny uh, is known for one of those cool little cars. You'll see patrols and land cruisers try and scale something they can't and then some, some person comes in a Jimny and just goes, duh, 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 yeah. up, up they go and everyone's like, what the hell just happened? It's because of the, the, the short wheelbase and all that. They're yep. just so nimble. Yep. They're so narrow. Little go kart. They're really capable. Yeah, they're fun. Yeah, they, they. Yeah, as I said, I think everyone loves them. So, hopefully, they go well. But time will tell. Do you know what the roof load is on a Jimny? I can't imagine it's much. Thirty kilos. Thirty. Mm. So by the time you put a, a roof rack on it, you can look at your roof rack. <laughs> can you get that? Like, can you get a, an internal frame to help strengthen that? Or you probably could reinforce it. But um, the, it's the, taken up. If the, you're putting bars in the car, it's taking up yeah. a lot of space. But when we're talking roof rack, it's not all about what the roof can handle. It's also how the car handles. Yeah. So uh, there's two two things: the structure of the the structural integrity of the roof itself, and then which they obviously always over engineer. So yep. it could probably take more. But the handling of the car, they don't like having much more than that because yeah. it's in terms of the shape of the car, it's quite tall for the size that it is. So, so it wouldn't take much to flip it. It's only really roof bars as your option if you actually want to yeah. put something on the roof. Roof bars and a miniature kayak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's having a bit of fun with this. He's mini, loving it. The mini jokes. Tony's got um, a rooftop on his yeah on his chimney. Surely that's over thirty kilos. Oh, hundred percent. He's obviously it, there. Must be a way to reinforce. Yeah. Like the frame of the car or something to hold, I don't know. I do remember avoiding asking him that on the modified episode I did. <laughs> Just in kid to cover his base. It was interesting. Like a lot, a lot of people in modified. That's good avoid asking, It's interesting, yeah. right? Like yeah. it's, it's a fold-out. It's one of those fold-out ones, so it's probably... Uh, yeah, well, that'd have to be over 30, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, Plus but like when it's folded out... You say that? It's a little bubble. Look, when, when it's folded <laughs> out, it's, it's fine. It's just... it's Because uh, you got static and then you got then you got moving... So the moving load limit is 30, but sitting still, you can have more. Right. So for example, just to bring, all right, I'll try not to bring a 70 series back in. I'll bring a patrol in. There we go. Roof load, 
Are you qualified to talk about this? 120 <laughs> kilos is the roof load. Do you know anything about these cars? What's that? Do you know anything about these cars? Yeah, you- yeah, they they outflex Land Cruiser any day. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> and their drive line is is uh, superior. Oh, it's really good. There you go. Yeah, I'd love to have a patrol drive line with Toyota gear all around it. That'll be nice. And they're the way the axles are, they're dead center. Well, in some cases. Anyway, <laughs> 120 kilos, you take your roof rack, say 30 kilos because it's a bigger roof rack on a wagon. Now you're left with 90 kilos and that 90 kilos, well, if you put a rooftop tent on it, that's another 50 to 100 kilos depending on what you go. Put two people in it, say they're large people, say you got, now you've got over 300 kilos on a roof, which is fine when it's sitting still just not when it's moving. Right. And you wouldn't be out there when it's moving. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, unless the car is not moving, but the car's moving for other reasons. Then... Anyway. <laughs> All right. Let's get a final uh, five-door chimney. Yes or no at this stage? No. Three-door. Three-door. Nah. Yeah. I'd but I wouldn't go for a three-door either. I wouldn't go for a three-door, but I like the three-door. Yeah. Three-door over the five-door. Yeah. So we've got three no's from the five-door. Yeses to the three doors. Yeah, three yeah, door. Cool. I'd love to play around in the three door. All right. I'm happy with that. Imagine That's a nimble good. daily driver too. Zip, yeah, zip, it would zip. be fun. Yeah. That would be fun. You could cruise, you could zoom the streets on that thing. Yeah, surely. Like with those scooters that fly around these days. Yeah. Um, it's not much bigger than the scooters flying around these no, days. No, it's not. Hey, let, let's get to the Holland track quickly. I just want to touch on a couple of things before I really dive into it. Yep. How many times have you done it? Don't know. Don't know. Too many. Too many. Really? Yeah, too many. That many. I don't actually know. It is likely within my digits or just (laughs) over. I don't know. So that's 10 give or take. 10 give or take too. Just for those that are playing along, he's counting his fingers. (laughs) You can't see that. (laughs) Some years I've done it twice, you know. I mean, it could be 15. I don't know. Yep. And starting... At the south end or the north end? Always started from the south end and gone to the north. And the very last time I did it, we met the Land Cruiser Club who look after it. Now yep. coming from the north to the south and it's the very first time they ever did that. And I was like, oh, next time I do this, I'm going to do it from the north. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't been back since. Right. Okay. Well, maybe that's our, maybe that's our way we go. Yeah, maybe it is. Because yeah. you've been on me to get out there and do it. And I actually thought about doing it in this uh, long weekend just gone. Ah, but would have been uh, hot, man. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Mm. I thought with the heat, Victorians, let's maybe get by the water. <laughs> yeah. Last question drivers. for you before we dive in. Would you do it in a five-door chimney? Oh, yeah, definitely. So that'd be. I'll, I'll definitely do it. A, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll do it in a five-door chimney. Right, that's going to be something that I'll just bring in on the new car radar. I'm just going to slip that five-door chimney in every now and then. Yeah, I'll Where'd definitely do it in a five-door chimney. All right. Would you do it in a three-door? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd I'd be done a day quicker. (laughs) (laughs) All right, the four-wheel drive podcast driven by Shelter. We're back. I just had to take a phone call from the boss. If that's why it was a bit of an awkward entry there halfway through the uh, the podcast. Uh, Scully in another life, also working on radio, which I was on air for, which was a good chat. So put my day job, put my yeah, I gave us a plug. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. gave us a plug. Uh, put my day job hat on for that chat. Now I'm back to the four wheel drive podcast. Did um, sorry, I left you. Did he bring up his Marin? 
No, but yeah, he oh. did. He did. He did uh, admit that he has no idea. And the other hosts that he was on, on the show with, both have no idea. And they asked for my my best tip for four wheel driving, and I said, uh, get in the car and put it into drive. And I think that's a pretty good way to start. Wow, <laughs> that's very good. Or gear one for those manuals out there, which yeah, is and, you blokes. Press yeah. the four drive button. Yeah, or well, you could do that. Turn four drive on when you hit the. When you hit the sand or something yeah. on the road, well, it's not or a great or tip a medium. For yeah, I mean, yeah, true. <laughs> well, right. yeah, no more. That's me done. Holland track, your turn. Yes, yes. <laughs> Give us a brief history on the Holland track. Oh, is this a test? Yeah, I'm gonna. Okay. I, I've got a few things here to to back you up, and I might throw a couple of curvy <clears throat> ones in at you. But you just give us a brief history on it. All right, you may have to correct me on on some of the dates, but uh, so the Holland track is purely there because a guy called John Holland was set to the task of, well, cutting a track from Broomhill all the way to Coolgardie or a place called Fly Flat because that's where they found gold. Right. And that gold sparked a worldwide gold rush. So heaps of people just came from the other side of Australia but from all around the world, came to Albany, came to Perth and they didn't have any real cool way to get there so they were going to build a rail line eventually. But until that rail line was ready... Uh, a few people tried to put a track in and a couple of people went missing. So I can't remember those names, but uh, they went missing. One of the guys, they found his horse but didn't find him. Right. Um, John Holland, uh, Cracker and a couple of other men, they cut the track by hand in a straight line as much as they could and, yeah, basically blazed their whole way to the other side. They did that within two months, I believe it was. Right. Two months. Yeah, two months and four days. Actually, let me see here. Pardon me. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that's about right. Yeah, and the track was open for three years, then disused because the rail line came in. From, so basically uh, from, parallel to the Holland track, there was a rail. A rail. Uh, so the rail line would have come from... Or Perth to Coolgardie. Yeah, so yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm not actually sure about that. I'm pretty sure it would have been from... Perth, yeah, right. all the way to, to Coolgardie and then now it's, you know, to Kalgoorlie. Yep. Um, so the track was disused after three years and then it, the nature just, just took it back, the latter half. So the southern right. half, it's kind of split in two. The southern half just all became farmland and, and then the other half just the bush took it back. And then about almost 100 years later, uh, a couple of four-wheel drive enthusiasts wanted to retrace it yep. and got permission to retrace it by the Shire, local government, and managed to do that after a couple of attempts. So they followed the track as best as they could and they found evidence of where the track used to be right. along the way and managed to cut it. And the cool thing is today we can enjoy that track because not only of the guys recutting it but also the men who cut it to start with. Yeah. So interesting, Jaden's just popped in here that uh, – it was John Holland's life work, really. Like that was a, probably his biggest achievement um, or, you know. Yeah. How old project. was he? I uh, don't know. Have you got that, Jaden? It was 20s, what, late he, 20s, yeah. He never received any formal acknowledgement or compensation for his work on that track. So he basically put that through some pretty rough country together for free. <laughs> he, he did, but he also used it as a trading route for a couple of years. Right. So he uh, made, Him personally. Yeah, him personally. Yeah, okay. So he made a bit of money that way. Um but also uh, he harvested a lot of sandalwood 
Right. And a couple other things along the way. The interesting thing is the, the way he managed to do it because they were running short on water. So he would ride ahead, um, I think, up to like 20Ks or 25Ks, maybe even further, further than that, each day to try and find where the best water source was. Yep. And then they would then deviate the track towards oh, those yeah. water sources. Uh, and those water sources were usually big, rocky granite. Um, and they would have like the holes that would just capture yep. the water. And then on some of these holes, they're big enough, they'll have a slab over it so that animals wouldn't fall, fall into it. Right. Are they still there today? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's still uh, there's, there's a few enamel holes out there. Yeah. Um, and there's heaps of them actually. So if you on that track, every rocky outcrop you go to, there, there, will, there will be water of some form. Yep. Even, even during summer, some places you'll still find it. Right. It dries up pretty quick in some areas, but there, there's some that they have a slab over it uh, or they're shaded by trees and you would likely find water there any time of the year. Yeah, okay. So do you, know, first. do you know how long the track is? Okay, in total it's about 400 and something. The latter half, which is uh, the top part, which is the only four-wheel drive bit, which is the only sort of campy, bushy thing, is 220 maybe. Right-ish. So we've got a number here that says 321 kilometres long. Okay. Which is in the middle of all of that. So maybe there's – maybe yeah. they're starting it from a different point, which what we've found. There is a different point you can start it from. Yeah. Oh, this is actually saying the track starts at Hyden, so maybe it's saying from Hyden to the start oh, where you're yeah, thinking you, then because it's yeah. quite away from Hyden still. If you add Hyden, that's 60k yeah. to my 220 So you start there's a little bit out there. Yeah. yeah, nice way to work around there, mate. Yeah. Well, but where are we going to? Are, we go, are they saying to Kalgoorlie? Uh, Coolgardie? Coolgardie. Oh, well, then you've got to add that on too. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Oh, well, he's spot on there. Well, it's convenient, isn't yeah, it? it's 321 well, kilometres. That's that all these things up. Yeah, no, you've got it. You've got it. Well, that's a brief little history. I like it. Uh, Preparation for the track. So the way I see the Holland track is it's a very achievable track for – I don't want to say the beginner four-wheel driver, but I I would say if you're going to do like a – and I've never done it, mind you, so I'm I'm assuming here. Mm -hmm. But if you're, say, an apprentice tourer kind of thing, outback tourer, remote tourer, the Holland track would be a great way – to, well, to test the waters. Definitely, yeah. definitely. It's, um, it's a fantastic track to do actually because not only um, do you have an A and a B point, you've got history to it. Yep. Uh, you can buy books, the full drive, full WA full drive magazine, I think it's called. They've got these, these little books, little, little day books, and they actually have way more information than what's on the internet as well. And they've got like little history, little spiels about each of those areas that are along the way, like She Oak Rock, um, Cracker Hill, you know, all those, all those places, uh, which are along the way of the Holland Track. Um, camping, anywhere almost. Yep. You're just going to find a, a spot where you pull over. Yep. So providing it's dry and when it gets really soggy, they close it because the whole ground just turns to slop. Right. And that's when you get in trouble. Providing you stay out of all the water holes, all the bog holes, because some of them can swallow a car. Yeah, okay. But you don't know until you put a stick in it. Some of those can swallow a car. Some are just puddles. You don't know until you've been there and you have put a stick in it or you drove into it. Yep. And a novice driver, a beginner four-wheel driver, can manage this track so long as they have good tires okay. because this track does claim tires. 
And we've had that on multiple tag-alongs because I used yep. to run tag-alongs there as well, which yeah, is okay. part of the reason why I've done it more times than I can yep. remember. Yeah, right. Um, so you do have to be careful with your car. And usually the way people uh, slash their tyres on the Holland track is because some areas are bushy, so they will favour the driver's side. So the passenger side is, is hitting the bush more. Yeah, okay. But the passenger notices it more than the driver, but usually the passenger is just sitting there getting thrown around trying to hold on to something. Yeah. And that wheel is riding on the edge and you've got tree roots, you've got rocks, uh, rocks you've got stumps, you've got little sticks from previous fires and that's what catches your tyre. Right, Mainly okay. those sticks from previous fires yep. is what will catch you out. Yeah, okay. And we, we've, had, we've had a few cars that have lost two tyres on that track for this reason. Yeah, right. So what, what sort of four-wheel drive do you need to do it then? You could have a you could have a brand new Triton yep. straight out of the factory or a secondhand Triton providing it's out of service and you know it's running well um, with all-terrain tyres. Okay. All-terrain tyres. Yep. No rims bigger than 18-inch. Right. 18 is your limit because the, the bigger the rim you have, the less rubber you got on it and the less air you can take out of it. Yeah. So we actually banned 19-inch rims... From, from going on the trips. From any tag along. Right. Because the the compression and the pinching on the on the on the bead is where they used to fail. Yeah, okay. Because the rubber is so thin. So therefore we banned nineteen inch rims. Yeah. Because it, it just it ruins everyone else's trip to a point, you know, because you gotta stop, you've got to fix that. And usually you end up with some problems anyway. Every yeah, trip right. you're gonna have a problem. Yep. It's not a trip without a problem. Yeah. And you always feel good about sorting a problem out afterwards. And a Holland track it's one of those where you're not going to be short on problems. And to bring in the 70 series again, the V8 70 series with a standard alternator hates that track. Too slow. If you put it through mud, the alternator sits so low and that mud out there is so silty. Oh, right. And it's very tempting. Look, everyone wants to go through and splash a bit of mud. You've got kids in the back egging you on, you know. Yeah. And it, it is always good fun. Yeah. But uh, I've done that track quite a few times, but one time in particular – this does include the Woodline track, which is in the same area. We'll get to that. Uh, it cost me $5,000 Yeah, right. in, in repairs just from wow. mud. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, I got a bit stuck in one and I had to go backwards and forwards. And, yeah, right. And then I, I ruptured the seal between my gearbox and my engine and, and you know, I had to sort all that out. Wow, okay. So you're, so you're not recommending like a an all-wheel drive Forester or the uh, or because is there enough chicken tracks to get around those holes? As yeah, well? yeah. There's enough chicken tracks. Okay. Look, there are some sections where there is a lack of chicken chicken tracks, depending on what time of yeah. year. So if you do go mid winter, like wet winter, not dry winter, but wet winter, you do have to really be careful. Yeah, it's okay. best to go with someone. But yeah, forests are easy. Yeah, okay. Um, there you go. So that, that that makes it feel very like we're not. I don't want to say don't want to say safe because you don't want to get sort of ahead of yourself and you know it's still remote there's not much out there yeah you're not far from anywhere a lot of the time but you, you still i'm assuming it's, gonna a, be long needing, way, it's a long yeah mm. you're going to be needing the right amount of food water fuel 100 um, you need to prepare for things like you say to go wrong because things will go wrong on the holland track yes yeah definitely look if you're going uh during easter or something you know there's going to be so many people but you're always going to find somewhere to camp but if something if you're worried and you're worried about something going wrong someone will be passed yeah, okay. within number of hours at the most. Yep, righto. Providing you're not driving at 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah, okay. So the difficulty of the track can be a high. The difficulty, 
of the track is how difficult do you want to make yeah, okay. it? It's yep. not the power line track. Yep. However, power line track in winter, doesn't matter how many chicken tracks it has, if it's had a good soak, the chicken track can quickly turn into the worst track because there's yep. no ruts to hold you in. Yep. And the same thing for the hold on track. Like if you dilly dally around and you hesitate, um, I've done that once. I was avoiding these two opposing holes and it was really wet. I kind of back end slipped into it. Yeah. And okay. I needed to winch myself out. Right. So proceed with caution. How do you get there? Yeah. What are we doing? Well, if you're coming from the south to the north, which is the only way I've ever done it, you go to Hyden. Yeah. And Hyden is the home of Wave Rock. Yeah. Good place to start. It is. It, it's, it's actually a great place to camp as well. Yeah. And if you're not into, if you don't want to camp the whole time, um, and you only want to really camp when you're out there. Well, there is the the, the pub around the corner, the yep. hotel. You could stay at that. Um, even even Wave Rock has some accommodation. Yep. But we always just you know, swag it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes we'd meet people there. Other times we'd just drive out because only a four-hour drive. Yep. Three-hour drive. Yeah, it's yeah. not too far. Nah, it's not we far We came back through there on the Nullarbor trip. Yeah, this, there's fuel as well, reasonably priced fuel. Yep. And 60 k's out of Hyden is where you start the track. Now, these days, it's bitumized the whole way to the Holland track. Yeah. yeah which um, was handy. They've been moving it along yeah. every single year. Do you reckon it'll get to Norseman by one? I reckon <laughs> it will because, yeah, it's, I think it's like mining assisted. You know, yeah, there's a lot of mines out there. Yeah, there is, yeah. And, and look, that gravel road is fantastic the way it is. That Hyden to Norseman road, it yep. is, it's awesome. Um, so I reckon that that will be bitumized one yep. day, unfortunately, because yep. I do, you know, driving on the dirt, it's, you know. It's fun. It's part of the experience. It is. It is. Yeah. So what else is there to see around there? We've got here, you can check out the rabbit proof fence, uh, waddle rocks, mallee fowls nest, which is a turkey sized bird. Yeah. It survives in only a few wild areas. Goodbye, you, Jaden. Uh, what else is there? Because the Holland, the, the, uh, the Holland track, sorry, is. Yeah. So it's. Not everything. Contrary to belief, the environment does change as you go. It feels like it gets redder the deeper you get towards or the closer you sort of head towards the gold fields. Yep. The deeper you go, the more redder it goes. So it kind of has this, you know, slow burn. It's good. And then you get to a halfway point and you realise that you are remote because there is nothing around because you're looking at your maps and all that. Uh, camping is, is, is great because, look, I've done that track so many times. It doesn't get boring. Yeah, right. There's always somewhere different to camp. Um, there's always something different going on. Uh, salmon gums, absolutely beautiful, yeah. especially in the afternoon. They are cool. Yeah, it's similar to the Salt Lake yeah. that we stayed unreal, at. Unreal trees, I think. Yeah. It's special. Um, it's, it's epic. And you do have like a little bit of a, a hill climb at Mount Holland and that hill climb is gradually getting... I wouldn't say hectic, but a bit more sort of fun. Yeah, okay. So you do have to think about wheel placement driving up, particularly if you're in a stock car. Anyone, most people should be able to do it. Yep. Uh, they stop people from towing trailers up there. So that tells you that it's at a point where, you know, if you're not experienced, do not take a trailer up there. Yep. Um, I used to take the trailers up there all the time because, you know, just good fun. It was, yep. it, to me, it's an easy track depending on what type of car you're taking and how many modifications right. you have. Yeah. But look, I reckon it's it's a bloody – it's a fantastic track. Yeah. Um, and like I said, it just changes all the time and you've got the big rocky, um, you know, rocky, rocky outcrops. 
which give you a really good view as well. Yep. Uh, and photos out there. It's just that it's like that gold fields. You got, you got the wildflowers as well on the southern end. I'm assuming. Yeah, look, you do get a bit of wildflowers, not that much. Right, okay. Not as much as you do further north. Yep. That's where it, that's where you get like wildflowers on steroids. Yeah, right. Yeah, in some of those areas, awesome. Um, it's like you got this, you know, this, you know, like barren sort of landscape. It's all red dirt and it's all dry. You feel really bushy, but then it, come September, holy shit, it's it's just crazy. Yeah, okay. you know, it's just carpets. Yeah. Yellow carpet, bloody nice. Blue carpet, and then it changes. So then the pink ones come out, and it's just it's just weird. Yeah. So the first time you see it, you're like, "What is going on?" You know, if you don't know about it, you're like, yeah, "What?" Yeah. Come across that, it'd be yeah, bloody yeah. nice. But look, the Holland track's more sort of bushy. Yeah. Um, Kwandong tree. Yes, there are Kwandong trees out there, which um, we tried for the first time on the way back. That's that was that yeah that was cool yeah bit of bush tucker. Yeah, they're, they're, they're cool. Look, usually red fruit, you're like, oh, that's a poison indicator. But yeah. uh, if, you, if you know what you're looking for, um, yeah, Kwandongs. Yeah. You'll probably more likely find them on the, um, the Hyden Norseman Road. Yeah, okay. Because wildlife doesn't like that road because it's, you know. So busy. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of cars and stuff. Yep. But enough. out in the bush, you do get a lot of emus and stuff eating it. Yep. Yeah. What time of year are you recommending for the Holland Track? Or if you're up for a bit of adventure... Winter, yep, and a nice fire in winter. It's just you—you you, you can't beat that. Yeah, um, dry winter is really, really cold. Wet winter is kind of cold, but not too bad. But you may risk that the track is shut. Yeah, okay. So they'll actually shut the track if it's got too much rain because it—it it just messes the track up. Yep. For everyone else, and you get a messy car up, you're likely to get stuck as well. Yep. And there's no insurance if the track is closed. So where do you find out if the track's open or shut or if you're thinking of going in, going in winter, where are you, where are you yeah. finding those details? So probably the easiest way to find out is to jump on the Lang, uh, the Lang Cruiser Club Facebook page. because yeah, they look after the track. Yeah. yeah. There's also a Holland Track one as well. Look, I don't use Facebook anymore. I haven't done for years, but usually if I need to know, I'll ask, you know, I might say, hey, Torbs, can you just check out? Is it open? Oh, yeah, a bit of chat yeah. on it. But the, the council will know as well. Yeah. Um, is that Dunas? I think it runs through Dunas. So Dunas should know. Yep. So you'll be able to see what's open and closed. Yeah. Uh, if the Hyden Norseman Highway is closed, Holland Track's closed. Yeah, because you can't yeah. can approach it. Yep. That's good to know. So the dangers, apart from the mud holes, the sludge, cl- oh. clogging your alternators and all that, the, is the biggest danger... The time, like just being careful with the time of year. Yeah, go. I think the biggest danger is uh, going for a poo in the middle of the night. Really? Yeah. Now what stick with me on this that? one. Yeah. I'll well, all ears now. Okay, I have to start from the beginning here. So, last time, uh, oh, not last time. Uh, it was a while ago. Torbs was with us on a tag along tour, right? So I cooked him some <clears throat> some hot chorizo the night before. Like where it's heading. Yeah. And he had a bit of trouble that night. So the next night, I'm cutting up the next one. He said, look, last night this happened. I, I, you know, I said, no, 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 it's a different sausage, you know. It's the same packet but different sausage. <laughs> <laughs> so I convinced him he had it. We had a few fireball whiskeys and stuff that night and had a good time with everyone else as well. He went to bed. I went to bed. But that night, uh, which I had no idea about, he had to get out of his rooftop, out in the cold. He wanders off. Now, this is in the Great Woodlands, you know. Everything looks the bloody same. 
when you're walking because you know whichever direction. So he walked, dug his hole. He did a fair way away from from the camp, which is good. Common courtesy. Common courtesy. That's right. And when he finished his business, he stood up and he's like, "Oh shit, which way did I come from?" Oh, you know, because he's just been like looking at the stars and all this stuff. And then like he was starting to freak out, and then he says. He said something like, oh, I just thought I'd just stay still and see if I could hear something. Now, we had a major snorer at camp, uh-huh. like like next level snorer. <laughs> he could faintly hear that and he followed that back. Really? And because of that snorer, it saved him from uh, being lost. Wow. Yeah. How far away was he? <clears throat> Not sure, but could have just been a couple of hundred yeah, metres, you know. It doesn't, it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much, yeah. And That's a good... That's a good tip, although it was to do with a, a poo story. But yeah, uh, good tip, just maybe not stray too far from camp in the night time. Yeah, oh, I thought you were going to say always bring a snorer. Yeah, ah, that's another snorer. good tip though. Yeah, yeah. or Depends don't you if you want to sleep. Yeah. yeah, well, if you want to find your way back to camp, don't yeah. you? <laughs> What's more important, mate? Uh, I reckon a good sleep, to be honest. <laughs> Sometimes there are worse things than a snorer at camp. This other time, a farter, same place. So there was uh, you know, a couple that had an anniversary. Oh, hello. We'll stop there. <laughs> Maybe that's for the Patreon viewers and listeners. <laughs> Tell now, that story later that's on. That's for our OnlyFans account. That <laughs> one. <laughs> but this, this story also involves, involves Torbs because he's the one that told me about it. I didn't know. But, but I think it's a rooftop thing. He's up there. He can hear more, right? On the ground. He, I don't know. I just get a better sleep on the ground. Yeah, but he was camping right right next to this couple. Of Interesting that Torben's found yeah. a way to make out that he was up higher and could hear more. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe he's wandering around again. And um, yeah, doing don't another? you usually get high for a good vantage point, not <laughs> yeah, for a better true. hearing? Better, yeah, better, better hearing, maybe better, better hearing. view. Better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Torbs. Uh, that, yeah, no, sorry, Torbs. I actually haven't met the man here. I am just bragging him out. But, wow. Uh, well, no, we'll have to get funny. him in. Very, very funny. Jeez, uh, they must be comfortable though, those, those two um, on their anniversary. Yeah. Um, what were they in? How many fireball whiskeys did they had? Well, that wasn't that night. It was a different night. Ah, okay. But it was the same place. So it would have been a different trip. Interesting. So were they, were they yeah. camping in swags or were they rooftop tents as I well? I think they were in swags, but they might have been in, 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 in a tent maybe. In a, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. it would be interesting to, to note the size of the swag. It would have been a double swag. Um, it would have had... The yeah, Big Daddy. The Big Daddy Deluxe from, from King, <laughs> I reckon. Weren't they popular when they came out? Well, speaking of um, hot things, you sent hang through... On, hang on, hang no, on. Well, what? you Where's, sent through a photo. Are we, going? <laughs> are we talking about chorizo now? You sent through a photo. <laughs> you sent through a photo, mate. I did. Scorpion chili pale ale. Oh. Oh, yeah. Where was that? Can you, can, that was have you got the photo lot. there? Yeah. Ah, yes. That was at Christmas. Yep. Yeah, Laura, uh, my partner Lauren, her dad had that had that beer, and like I had, a, I had a taste of it, and it was proper chili, like proper, yeah. like you were eating. Um, like it was the, like you were eat, eating. Like the, you, know, you know how when you something in a drink, it doesn't exactly taste like how it would if you were eating that yeah, same yeah. thing, but that had like a genuine chili sort of. You're experiencing flavor, yeah. the actual chili yeah. in its raw form. It was weird. You'd say, or yeah. Raw, yeah. Um, anyway, it you're was, lucky. It was I had another photo like, there. Yeah, I was just wasn't sure what you're going for there. Yeah, there's uh, options. There's options. Yeah, find yeah, us on the Four Drive Podcast OnlyFans. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> you will not find me there. Uh, well, you might. 
don't know what he's got planned for us, but far out. Um, the Woodline track is the last thing that I want to touch on with the Holland track. Yeah, yeah. Before we wrap up um, <clears throat> a little bit. So what's the wood? I actually don't know about the Woodline track, so you're going to have to tell me from from the start here. Whoa, yeah. Well, that's that's like another layer of history as well. Yeah, okay. And that goes from around the um, back the days from the, from the gold rush as well. So a lot of mining companies started you know, building mines and stuff. Yep. And then this whole, like Kalgoorlie, Coolgardie, I should say, had 50,000 people living in it at one stage. Oof, like geez. now I think they've got like 500 or maybe a bit more, I'm not sure. Right. Um, so that place was going off. That was bigger than Kalgoorlie. Uh, and so to to keep the power and, uh, and keep people warm, the fires and all that kind of stuff, they were logging all the trees around there. So for the mine shafts as well. Yep. So wood was everything. Wood was powering the steam trains. So the woodline track uh, has these really dead straight tracks and when they turn, it's like another dead straight track that could go for kilometers. So when you're staring down these tracks, you almost, it feels like you're looking into infinity. It's just, it's really cool. Yeah. Because it's just this straight track. You don't see this in in the bush because, you know, the bush is nature. Nature is always chaos. You know, it's bushes here there's that there and you get these nice little pockets every now and then but this track is dead straight and that's where the steam rail used to be right so the woodline track you get to drive a particular stretch of it is like 40 kilometers uh to to the intersection and then you cross that then you get close to cave hill yep uh and cave hill is like an old indigenous site as well there's some stuff there uh and i can't talk too much about that because i don't really know enough yep. about it uh but it's 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 cool you can kind of see like there's some sacred areas and stuff yep. you can you can check out and it's like this massive uh rocky outcrop as well right. really 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 cool beautiful place and there's like an old train carriage left over there as well and if you look into the bush there's heaps of rubbish from the 19 early 1900s uh, late 1800s of the camps so you find these really old tins, these old bottles. Um, people, people used to go out there and look for these bottles because if you could find a purple bottle or a pink bottle, uh, it, you, you could tell that that was from this era and right. was an intact bottle is worth a really? fortune. It's like, oh, it's about 10 years ago, eight years ago, I was talking to a bottle collector. It was like $5,000 if you found an intact like purple bottle. Wow. They got this market, you know. That only they know about. They're trading these medicine bottles and stuff, you know. So like any any old hospital or any old place that dig up here and 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 put like a new building on it, sometimes they'll find like a big rubbish pile where people are throwing medicine bottles in. Those medicine bottles are worth Jeez. mint, you know. That would have helped you when you cost yourself five grand on the track. You just find one of those purple bottles. And yeah. Yourself. Unfortunately, I didn't find. I just <laughs> I just found old railway spikes and stuff like that. It's like, oh, yeah, lucky I'll, I missed that one. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you could puncture your tire from railway spikes as well out there. It's just, yeah, it's pretty cool. There's some really interesting stretches along the way. There's this one section where it's just all of a sudden you got like, it's like an embankment that's been built up because the rail had to go across this little sort of swampy section. Yeah. And all the trees, it's like this um, uh, sleepy hollow kind of effect, you know, like that that, uh, horror movie kind of thing. Yeah. So you're like going through this thing. But if you go from the other side at a particular time of the day, it's all white. It's just this... It's just weird. Yeah, okay. It's cool. Yeah, right. Well, it's interesting. You actually, 
listening listening to you speak about the Holland track, it actually it sort of gets me excited because you've done it so many times. Yet you're still so fond of it. Um, yeah, haven't yeah. got bored of it, and no. hopefully we've given a little bit of an outline actually to to what it takes, it, it, albeit very brief. Um, but it, it sounds like a really fun track if you are starting out with a bit more of that remote touring to trial everything, trial yeah. the systems that you're using, camp setup, all of that. There's some cool stuff to check out. The coolest part for me is the history on it. I love. I love a little bit of history on where we go, towns you roll into while you're camping or old old sites, just Googling them and seeing what comes up. And there's obviously a lot on the Holland track, yeah. which I think I would encourage people to do as well if you're going to tackle the track. And there's heaps of other little towns around as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to quickly fire at you. Yeah. Uh, so this is uh, – oh, actually, I'll just ask them in, in single fashion so I don't, don't confuse anyone listening. Uh, sort of one to ten word answers if you can. Okay. Keep it nice and brief. <laughs> Best time of the year to do the Holland track. Yep. You actually got me there. Okay. Best time of the year to do the, sorry about that. <laughs> Best time of the year to do the Holland track, I would say autumn. Autumn? Yeah. Done. Uh, the best amount of time to, to do it in. Three days if you want to take your time and relax. Two days if you if you want to get from A to B. Right. Three to four days if you want to include the woodline track. Okay. Because the campsites are awesome. Like if you camp at Cave Hill, awesome. Yeah, right. Absolutely awesome. But here's a tip. There are three campsites, four depending on where you divide one of them. One of them is only on a particular side. And so I don't send everyone to that side. That is the side to go. Right. Thank you for that short answer. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Good intel though. Made up on a yep. <laughs> How, yeah. How many... In a convoy, perfect world for the Holland track. I, ideal convoy, six. Yep. Maximum convoy, twelve. Yeah, right. Twelve okay. is always the max. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Any so more what, just why, why six is preferred? Six is a good number. You, the campsites can cater for most of the campsites can cater for six cars. Yep. Okay. If you're only like one to three cars, even better because then you can get those tighter spots, yep. which uh, I never really have camped up because yep. we've always had big groups with us um 12 cars yeah it takes a bit longer all you all you need is that one person who doesn't really go the same speed as everyone else uh, that can slow the whole convoy yeah right a six is a good like that's a good amount of company too yeah it like, is this car it is that would and the fun. dust isn't too bad yeah okay with six yeah i blame myself for that long answer because i i prodded you a bit more on it <laughs> now that uh, you can't pick any of your Land Cruisers. Okay. One car that you'd love to do the Holland Track in. My Land Cruiser. <laughs> Torbs' um, Land Cruiser. No Land Cruisers. No Land Cruisers. Ooh. Okay. Well, let's... More for the... And, uh, and, and you're going through the... Cha- you're hitting all the boggy challenges. Oh, hitting all the boggy yeah, challenges. you're hitting the boggy challenges. Oh, GQ Patrol. Okay. No. <laughs> no. Look, I, I would I would strongly encourage people not to hit every single challenge. Look, driving through a few is, you know, but like if you did, it just, it's going to wreck your car. Um, also, it's not the best for the, for the track, but I also don't want to say, look, don't do this, don't do that. You know, you're always going to have a little bit of fun. There's going to be a bit of water around, but if we keep it within reason, a car would do it in, a Triton. Triton, love it. The Triton. Brand new twin turbo Triton. People like hearing about the Triton. Thank you for those answers, Ronnie. Uh, that's all I've got for you on the Holland track. Um, but yeah, back to the Triton. People like the Triton chat, which was good. 
Who, who have you been talking to? Oh, I, know, I know people did, but I just mean like, because you're not on social media on. or anything. Like, Yeah, but I, I hear, I listen to people. Ah. I hear the word on the street, mate. I've got an ear down. Oh, the word on the street. Yeah. No, I, I saw it on YouTube that it had like... Your mates. My mates. My mates probably viewed it a few times. The True Lux. The True Lux. Heck, it's a True Lux. <laughs> Check out that page. That is worth a look. Um, yeah, that's a whole... The, the Triton's oh, interesting. Triton. Mate, it was, Isn't it? Like, It's come to the party, I say. Hmm. A bit more than the five-door Jimny, I reckon. Anyway, the Holland track. Thanks for that, Ronnie. You've got something else for me. I you, could probably add... I love how he does this. He's always got this for yeah. me. I like it. This is great for uh, Patreon. I, I, yeah. I can add two more things. Two? One, the best camp on day one. Because right. it's going to take you two days to do it. Yep. Best camp on day one. Once you get past the active vine that's still there, you've got to do these turns, and then you sort of head due north. When you sort of get to the top of the hill, and you'll know when you're at the top of the hill, there's a clearing on the right-hand side, mint. Day two, Thursday rock is a good go-to. However, if it's busy, stay around Cracker Rock. Yeah, that's... Good intel. That's where I can... Yep. That's it? That's it. Beautiful. That's well, the Holland track. One for you. What would yep. you do the Holland track in? Other than the Ranger, I know you haven't done it, but like, what's what's a car for you? Uh, well, I don't... Because I haven't been out there to see the track, like, I'm more, I'm more asked... Ronnie, because obviously he's done it in his Land Cruiser. Well, probably just a 79, I'm assuming. I've done it in the Hilux oh, as well. did it in the Hilux too. Yeah, yeah and okay. the two Hiluxes yep. I've done it in. Yeah. I, I, um, well, what's a car you'd like to... Yeah, what I'd like to... Well, have a drive around in. Five-door Jimny? Yeah. It would be cool to try and camp out of a, a three-door Jimny, I'd say. But like that'd be awesome to try and figure that out if it was just, a, you know, two of you. Or you, if you, oh, you have a lot of fun in a five-door Jimny, I reckon. Yeah, it would be good fun. But I, I mean, I saw Rafa. Rafa's just posted his um, Holland Track video at Destination Four Wheel Drive on Sunday. I think it was, or maybe the Sunday before. But he was with us for that as well. Yeah, he took before off before he took when off he split just with us. So, us yeah. You know, seeing him do it in the Troopy and just knowing how good that setup was, and if you're going to take three or four days, you'd be pretty comfy doing it in that. He did it pretty quick though, because he was by himself. Yeah, he got it. Yeah, yeah, he said he was missing the company a bit. Yeah, which is yeah, which I get because we, we were together. For, Quite a while, so yeah, and um, fair enough when it's four wheel drive podcast company. Yeah, and, and it was it. hot. It was hot. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'd say probably a troopy because I'm, you know, everyone knows I'm a, I'm a troopy fan. So I can pick Land Cruiser because I don't have one. <laughs> Let's do it around the fire pit, Jaden. I'm going to throw to you, mate. It's time. Ooh, nice. It's wow, come on, a bit strong. That is very strong. That's all right. That's, that's all right. A, that's a hole and track fire. That's that wood out there. It's good. Yeah, good burning good wood. Good burning wood. So I'm just going to lean away from the mic. Got a bit of a throat tickle. Go for it. Hello. Just muted your mic there. Um, all right. Just for people that don't know, if you're joining us for the first time around the fire pit, is questions from the listeners, the viewers. I shut my laptop. Jaden fires them to us who's behind the cameras. You've missed um, that. There's actually a photo in there for you, mate. You kind of half shut your laptop. Can I open it? I can't yeah. see it. No, you can open it. Can so I look at it? This is from, uh, this is from the mighty Overlander oh, himself. This is from man. Tony. Oh. He's, um, he's, he's mentioned us <laughs> in his story. And it's just, it's just a beautiful photo of Duggo giving an interview. Yeah. It's, I wouldn't say beautiful, but... Well, he's Tony's hashtagged in, a dreamboat. Yeah, I, and I appreciate that from Tony. That's you, really nice. You just, um, you just, you really just spun my head around just then. All of a sudden, I was thinking, "Oh, are we alive? Are we like live, live?" <laughs> when I that's, saw the notification, that's I what, thought, "That's what I Tony thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> That's me at my day job. Yeah, uh, just facing 
facing the cameras, much like I am right here. You just love the cameras, facing don't you? the heavy. The Do you have cameras on at home, just no, no, definitely not in the swag. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> just joking, just joking. Yeah, nothing for that OnlyFans content, mate. All right, get to it, you bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, first question in from Offroad Touring Life. Good name. They must be into it. Yeah. Is that mates of yours already? Off-road touring life. He's got so many mates. you got too many friends. There's anyway. so many that with, with <laughs> names that are similar. There and, is. And I possibly... I probably have... Mate, you've met so many people. To Influenced so many people. You've influenced Duggo, mate. Um, and myself. So I'm sure you're mates with everyone. Anyway, this question from Off-Road Touring Life. What is your worst camping experience? Who wants to start? Oh, Oh wow! Jeez, you'd have a few, Mine, surely. Okay, to, because it's all about Holland Track. One just popped up about the Holland Track. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go for it. The, like, and this was at Thursday Rock. Look, Thursday Rock is maybe take that off the recommended care because that's where all these things happen. Because uh, there's another story about someone almost going missing. We'll save that for another time. But my worst, one of my worst camping experiences that popped up to my mind. So I had a lot of rum and teas that this particular night. But I also drank out of a life straw out of one of those water holes. Sorry, rum and tea or ramen tea? Uh, rum. Rum. Rum and, and tea. tea, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, Bacardi and tea of right. all things. Should have really been spiced, but anyway. I kind of ran out of other things to mix with. So I was like, rum and tea. I tried the first one. Bloody awesome. But I probably had maybe a few too many. Because, uh, you know, I went to bed. And all of a sudden, this is winter. This is not wet winter, this is dry winter. I woke up and I was covered in sweat. I was completely wet. Uh, the first thing that popped into my mind was, uh, have I? No, 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 I haven't. It's just sweat because <laughs> I was wet head to toe. Yeah. I was like, why is it so wet? It was, <laughs> it was saturated. I'm not, yeah, it was so bad. I got out and I was busting for a wee as well. That's why I was thinking, hang on. Yeah. Have I actually why? pissed myself? Yeah. No, I haven't. Good, check. But I, I completely sweat. And I don't know if it was because I used a, you know, a life straw drinking out of a, a, a murky hole, you know, water, because I was showing tag along to uh, people, yeah. you, know, you can use this life straw to drink. Um, I've never been sick of doing that before because these life straws are good. But it, the rum and teas, I reckon that's what it was. I went off, did my business, come back. I had to climb into my sleeping bag, which was soaking wet the whole thing. And I know I've been sweating in it, so it was even more gross. And I was freezing cold. And now, guess what? My sleeping bag is freezing cold. So I had to climb into this clammy, freezing cold sleeping bag and then just sleep till the morning. <laughs> when I woke up, it was dry. Thank really? goodness. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It took me a while to fall asleep. On track. Thursday yeah. rock. Thursday rock. Stay away. Stay away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, there's been a few bad ones. Like, I, so for me, the first night camping, I always take a little bit of time to adjust so the first night is always i don't know why i just don't never have a great sleep the first night and true it's to form for some people yeah true to form happened again on the weekend just gone when i was out camping so don't know what the second night slept beautifully unbelievable so i just i don't know what it is but every single time it gets me the first night yeah the first night the the funniest story that i can remember that was really interesting i was camping just down towards dwelling up just lauren and i and this was in the rooftop tent days when that was on top of the car. Beautiful spot down there. Um, no one around. Quiet, right on the river. I could almost jump out of the, the tent into the river. 
anyway, we're, Lauren doesn't do a lot of camping. She does love it, but she's not always with me when I go camping. So she's there half the time, half the time. She's yeah, not. yeah. Anyway, I slept on like the open side of the rooftop tent where you, you hop out. Lauren's on the inside, bit of protection in there, felt a bit safer because um, not everyone feels comfortable all the time camping. Anyway, I was just laying there like asleep, as you do. And then I get like a nudge from Lauren, like she's kicking me or something to wake me up. She's like, Liam, Liam, there's a fox in the tent. Impossible. <laughs> like, like, I'm pretty sure she said fox. I was like, there's not a fox. In the tent? Yeah. And then my, I've, I've just woken up. So part of me is kind of like, is there? Like, <laughs> there are fox up here. And anyway, I was like, I'd, I'd realised that one of my legs was kind of like sitting over her side kind of thing and it must have been touching her yeah. and she's just woken up in a in a like a frantic flurry <laughs> and she's like there's a fox in the tent I was like oh that's my leg <laughs> and then because she's the best sleeper I know yeah. she's like oh bang gone again and here I am on the old first night we were only out for one night so the, the, I don't get a good sleep at all and I'm just laying there like oh you're joking that's just a been hairy leg for mate. A fox. yeah that's not even <laughs> look at that it's not that bad yeah. there's a fox in the tent Anyway, foxy leg. Yeah, she must be dreaming. Of, she must be dreaming about like maybe yeah. she was. There was like, yeah. yeah. I actually had that. This uh, another one. This weekend, I had a dream that um, we had like a car come in late at night to camp and set up. Oh, you you, you dreamt this? It yeah, I dreamt in? it, and then woke up in the morning and I was like, oi, like sort of poked my head out like, what do they do? And then not there. Some it is crazy how believable some dreams are. Lauren believing there was a fox in the tent, and me believing there was a three hundred series Land Cruiser at camp. I didn't know who they were. Anyway, wow, bit of bit of fun. <laughs> it it sounds like she was almost into like one of those sleepwalk scenarios. Yeah, she just she was fully adamant that yeah. like woke me up in a in a hurry for it. So <laughs> there you go. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> True story. Not, not lying. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm just, not lying. I've lost it there. Like, there's a fox in the rooftop tent. You know, a um, fox. I it, like it. Yeah. I'll well, double check with Lauren that, that it's a fox. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was a fox because it was like, in my head, I thought, what would a fox be doing up here? I'd probably rather a fox than a possum. Yeah, the, fo- the possum get the, yeah. the claws out and nail you. Well, I've, seen, I've seen possums eat like lamb shanks, not lamb cutlets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You wouldn't like, think they're carnivorous, but they are. I was I was picturing like a possum eating with a knife and fork the lamb shanks that you've cooked up. At oh no, he was he was he was holding it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It? <laughs> <laughs> All right, quickly ask the next question. Um, okay, this one in from <laughs> overgrown toy car. Not a Jimny then, or maybe it is a Jimny. Well, the question is: Hey, heard you guys mention the new five door Jimny on the last yeah. uh, episode. Just wondering everyone's thoughts on both the three and the five door. Um, how capable are they and would you get one? Which we did answer a little bit, but yeah. how, how capable do you reckon again. the... Three door more capable than the five door. I'll, if I was going to buy one, it would be the three door. Yeah, I, I, I am a three door fan too. Yeah. Three door man. But I'm, I'm, yeah, uh, Ronnie's telling me they're quite capable, so I'm assuming they are. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, right. Uh, this yeah, one, if they've got, if they would like to send in their Jimny, if they've got one, that'd be great. Yeah, to check out. If you've got a Jimny, send them in and let us know about the roof load. If you've got stuff stacked on top, yeah, let us know yeah. if the roof load is higher for a uh, five door. There you go. Would make sense. That'd be interesting because be. you you want it to be at least sixty. <laughs> yeah. Would yeah. Tony get a five door? So I want to know. Oh, let's put it out there. I I kind of know the answer to that one. Go. 
Well, he said he said he wouldn't, but maybe he might have changed his mind now. Did he give a reason for that? Yeah, he was looking at something else, but I can't. Mm. Re- I'm trying to recall what it is, and I don't want to say the wrong car. No, that's right. And then also, if I knew, I don't want to spoil something if he wants to. Yeah, yeah, right. I've done that before it's by crea- accident. That's the creator's code. Creator's code. Yeah, yeah. We're part of that now. Oh, we are. Oh, you are. We are. We're creating something. You probably create more than I do, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Creators Guild. You create a bit of drama, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, you created something today, that's for sure. All right, this one in from Tristan on Instagram, Snyla. It's from Norway. Question for you, Ronnie. Ooh. Um, at the moment, you haven't tried your 35s on the 2.8 litre 76, correct? Not yet. The truth is, in Norway uh, slash Iceland, people have been running 40s and more, and it doesn't matter, on the 2.8 litre. Um, he says they've got plenty of Hiluxes towing with 35s and stock gearing here. This is just a prelude to the question. Question is, would you trade the low-cost maintenance and reliability of the V8 for the 2.8 litre, like with all the electronics and the problems that are related to it and the problems related to the emissions, um, add-ons, etc.? So in Norway, yep. um, to import a V8, they have to be 20 years older or more to be allowed to like be imported. Be like America. Yeah, similar. Yeah. So he's he's just curious about that. Interesting. That um, how long have we got? <laughs> well, so um, just give us the first question again. <laughs> he's looking at his watch. <laughs> Would you trade the low cost maintenance and reliability of the V8 for the electronics and the kind of future upgrades okay. of the two point eight liter? All right. So. Would I trade that? Uh, the answer would be if I was going to do the Canning Sock route right now, which I can't because it's, it's flooded and stuff and there's more bad weather coming up there. I Right now, I would take the 2.8 over the V8 if I had to go right now. Someone says, Ronnie, you got to go now. Huge. 2.8 because it is nearly brand new. It is way more reliable than my current V8s. They both need a service. Service aside... Um, I would likely do the canning stock route in the troopy because it's set up for that. You know, it's it's set up to go stop, go stop, go each day. Uh, that doesn't mean I wouldn't do it in the two point eight. And there are there is a bit of a plan to maybe do that, giving a bit too much away here later in the year because you have to delay it. The other thing he was referring to uh, the new technology that's with it. The only thing that could happen. If it did happen, would be the four-wheel drive system would have a conniption and the anti-collision wouldn't work, which would just take away my uh, cruise control and the lane assist. That is all I suspect it would do to the system. It shouldn't do anything else. The DPF, which you might also be referring to, which has been fixed in the Hilux, so that was where the Hilux had those issues. That got fixed, so I don't see that becoming a problem. Um, with heating being tall grass maybe uh, yeah it's a DPF but it's up higher in the engine bay it's not down low like on the V870 where it's down low so and what was the last part of that question? I think that was it uh, the problems related to emissions yeah. emissions add-ons so that, that'll be the, the DPF he's talking yeah. about um, it's interesting he was saying about the 40s right they run 40s. Yeah, uh, but I, he sent through some photos as well. Yeah. And I, um, I, I totally believe that too because they, they've got these massive, they're cool, they're awesome. They're like the Arctic trucks, right? Yeah. yeah. So, But they're re-geared. 
They've got to be re-geared. So he was saying we've got plenty of Hiluxes towing with 35s and stock gearing um, running over there in Norway, okay. Iceland. I did. Okay. I actually chatted with him for a fair bit. Um, stock diff gearing as well in the diff ratios? Not sure about that. Okay. I reckon that'll have to be higher. But hit, like, yeah, from what he was saying, like a lot of it, like it's different driving to mm. Australia. So there's different like terrains and stuff they're not as worried about busting cvs and all that kind of thing whereas in australia with the mud and the dirt and all the the rocks and the terrain here we're more worried about busting cvs with going with bigger tires right uh yeah it's it's more like the corrugations the roughness of all that uh and then also the vast distances yeah so having bigger tires here impacts us more than say the us right because uh there's a gas station every 30 miles. Yeah, so I've only got I've only got a screenshot of some of the messages up here, mm. but I'd, I'd, he I'd went really into like it to deeper. Pick his brain as well, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's a he's a long time f- uh, fan of the show. He sent in a few photos and stuff like that. You remember that snow photo? Yeah. Um, of the car that was stuck in the snow. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, his, he sent yeah, that right. in. He sent yeah, that in. Yeah, so, cool. And that was one of our early episodes. Yeah, that was. Um, so yeah. Well, thank it's, you. Yeah, thanks you. Thanks for your. What a, what, a, what, a, what word am I looking for? Uh, for for the for, your, for the your listenership, yeah, yeah, and and the question. It's been great. Yeah, no, he's, it's, it's actually very interesting stuff. Like especially over in Norway, Iceland. There's yeah, a lot of snow cool. and stuff. We don't get that over here. That's They've got these massive trucks that are yeah, thirty fives, forties, just yeah. cruising along. Yeah. Made yeah. to drive on ice, and, mate. Yeah. And like that's wicked. Ice road truckers and yeah, yeah. And cool. So that's that. I thought that was quite interesting. Um, and absolutely gonna have to pick his brain a bit more. And that's one of the reasons why that's one of my bucket list destinations is to go there and, you know, Iceland, Norway and get one of those trucks with those massive wheels and then mm. just have fun in them. That'd be cool. Yeah, I want to go to Norway at the end of the year, do a little Christmas over there. Oh, nice. That'd be nice. That would be nice. It would be very nice. Anyway, that's all I've got for you boys Beautiful. today. All we'll right. um, turn off the fire here. Yeah, well, we better, we've gone for a long time here, so we better, we better wrap this up pretty quick. Thank you, Ronnie. Thank you, Jaden. The music that'll see us out is, of course, the Southern River Band with Let It Ride. Uh, thank you to Shelter, Socials, The Four Drive Podcast on Instagram, and all of our episodes over on Backchat's YouTube channel. See you later. Hasta la vista. Bebe. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.